Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. I can really like someone mm-hmm. and conventionally how I appear to them, how I interact with them is not necessarily indicative of that in the very 3D way that we are used to, you know, like how so? we get told like the rules, like if someone likes you, they always call you. If someone cares about <laughs> you, they pay for you. We hear all this stuff all the time. Well, yeah, because I... there's always those cliches like talk is cheap, actions speak louder than words. I always find myself doubting someone's intentions because mm. I fall mm. back on what they should be doing if they do care. Yeah. Trying and to find the signs, right? The signs yeah, that they're interested. Them, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had an experience where someone has said all the right things to me and I felt it. I felt what they were trying to say without the words. I could feel it. I knew what they were saying. And then I left. Two days passed and they didn't act conventionally how I would have imagined them to have acted if they did feel those things. Yeah. And I found myself doubting all of it. I found myself doubting how I felt in the moment Mm. over what my mind was telling me, how someone should be acting when they're meant to feel these things. I'm not the kind of person who I believe that you can really, like, if someone says to you something in the moment, you can't hold them to it for the rest of their lives. Things change. As we were discussing in the previous episode, every day is a choice. Every day is a new moment. Yes. And... (laughs) You, know. yeah, you certainly don't want to be held to all the things you say when oh my one god moment. I change my mind dear lord but, you know, if someone tells you that they love you it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to love you forever and you can't base every action every you can't hold it against them if that changes since everybody's got a different definition of it it can mean anything I love yeah. you for the next hour I love you for life. I love you for a day. I love you for a night. I love you while I'm fucking you, but I think nothing of you the next day. Yeah, it could mean anything. It can mean anything, which is why those three words are just so complicated, right? And which is why we had to redefine it so that we could make it solid. We could give it, you know, some solid ground to work with. But we are, we are definitely in a time and I think we're not fully landed in it yet because not everybody is in that sort of fifth dimensional consciousness and people are still stuck in their karmic shit and seeing that through relationships or through work or money, etc. That they're not quite fully in that. So they're still playing with the 3D games of love and dating and the rules and, you know, I only know this person likes me when they ask me out. Yeah. Or they call me or they text first. Yeah. yeah. Why am I always the one that seems to be texting first all the time in every single relationship I'm in? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, maybe because you're just the more communicative, right? I mean, who knows? I'm not trying to come up with any excuses. But this is the truth. No, I just part. really would like an answer. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Why am I always the one texting first? Well, okay. So I'll give you an answer to that, which is we have this wiring or this social conditioning that we grew up with that is in a lot of movies it's in a lot of stories of the pursuer and the pursuee and so we're sensitive to that who initiates what who starts what who seems like they're pursuing and who seems like they're being pursued and as a female i think i'm supposed to be the one who's being pursued i think i'm the one who's supposed to be bought effectively yeah and If I am heteronormative, then I expect 
the guy to be the one doing the chasing and the pursuing. However, especially among the younger generations, there is none of that conditioning unless their parents are really instilling it in them. That's actually not in the wiring. So men will typically not be the pursuer unless they are compelled to be. What we're playing with is old rules, new paradigm, no one's winning because most people are expecting things to happen one way, but then there's also a level of consequence now that has come up over the past several years around dating and courtship that then it's like, well, I don't know. If I do this, do I need consent? <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> if I do this, is this crossing a boundary? When we remove our fear of rejection, when we remove all the hangups we have around this belief that we are not good enough, it's not about seeing everyone as a potential one or a potential partner for life. It's just about this person's in my life. This is cool. If I'm thinking in a way that's like, wait a second, should I be stressed about this? I'm not, but I should be. That's a moment for me to look at and go, why am I still buying into a should? Exactly. It's the mm. personal red flag, not the red flag for the other person. It could be because it's not meeting a particular standard or value mm. you have of, I'd like somebody who communicates with me as openly as I would like to communicate with them. To me, it's always about the personal red flag of what is this saying about me? What's the red yeah. flag here that I need to go and look at this? Am I, am I looking for someone else to be doing something to make me feel secure mm -hmm. in myself? Exactly. Or is this actually something that's a non-negotiable value that I have? What I was reading between the lines... Was your story. <laughs> was my story. Yeah. What was actually happening yeah. was what I was being told. But all of a sudden... In the moments of silence, my story was itching to creep back in yeah. because my fear was itching to creep back in yeah. because my ego wanted to protect me from being hurt again. I don't think it's easy. And I think this is why there's such a preponderance of dating podcasts at the moment is because people are really trying to figure it out because things are not lining up. Their internal experiences are not lining up with their external experiences. The rules they think that, you know, apply don't. Mm. The people that they're meeting seem okay, but as you've experienced, their actions are inconsistent with the feelings that they seem to evoke in them. Yeah. And so you're like, what the, what the hell? Like, I, I can't, I can't nail this one down, right? Like I if this were, where if I this should were, should I walk away? Is this a test? Should I walk away? <laughs> right. Is this, uh, is this, you know, like, am I failing something? Because totally. I, I feel like Can I should I be sticking around. See? Do I have love blindness, right? Yes. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah, right? but honestly, I spent, I think I spent half my time just asking myself, like, <laughs> are you crazy? And I just always say, I just could not, I would not, I would find this so exhausting. I would probably just be celibate and call it a day. Nobody's failing here. As I've always said, there's no such thing as failing. It's just, you're still looking for more opportunities to grow. But what I mean that it's worth sticking with it is the fact that after a time, just as you've been experiencing you're going to figure it out and you're only going to figure it out through trial and error. When you keep using it to look inside and say, oh, I see this red flag, but I'm not going to make it about this other person waving this red flag. I'm going to make it about myself and why I'm either inclined to ignore the red flag 
Or what's it telling me about where I'm at in my growth? I mean, how many times, Liz, how many times have I said to you, that's it, I'm done, I'm done, it's over, I'm done, this is exactly, I can't do this anymore. And then I and, and then I remember, and then what do I say? If I, you like to sleep on it. And I'm like, but if I sleep on it, I'll wake up in the morning and I won't think it's a big deal anymore. And that for me isn't all the lessons I need to hear about the fact that it's not a big deal. Because if I sleep on it and I don't care in the morning, then surely it was about me and not about them. But I still, I react constantly. <laughs> and I keep asking myself, is this a worth thing? Am I failing a test somehow by staying here and doing this? No. Like, I don't know how I feel. Like, sometimes I think I love this person. Sometimes I think I would like to run them over with a car. Sometimes <laughs> I think they hate me. Sometimes I think that they think I'm the best. Like, I cannot tell where anyone stands, where anyone lives, where anyone's Breathe. Landing. Breathe, Rhea, yeah. breathe. Yeah. <laughs> just, just breathe. Can't. And then you're just like, fuck it. And then you're like, wait a second. Then you go to sleep and you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, everything's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, sleep on it and breathe. Part of that and why, and it's really funny because I didn't even explain it to you and I was just like, just go to sleep already, Rhea. Just sleep. <laughs> I, I was like, you sure? Because I really want to just tell him everything I'm feeling right now. And I'm like, nope, stop yourself now. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. I don't verbal diarrhea my emotions anymore like I used to. Right. And funnily enough, it's because when I used to verbal diarrhea my emotions, it was because I thought if I tell you my emotions, they become your problem, not mine. In this new relationship paradigm that's going to be emerging really over 20 years. Okay. Okay. So it's going to take time. 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Well, part of it is because we need the younger generation to come up in it and it become a much more... Um, Solidified thing. Exactly. When it comes to this new relationship paradigm, yeah. it's not about our thoughts or our feelings. Ah, sit with that one for a moment. <laughs> Sleep on it. What the fuck does that even mean? I feel like everything about emotions are my thoughts or my feelings. Everything about relationships are my thoughts and my feelings. What? I know, motherfucker. Well, no, because our feelings, as you said, we're not really our emotions, are we? No, we're not. They're just I'm just going to throw emotions. your words back no, at you. Right. <laughs> our emotions are basically just telling us what our state of being is, right? Our emotions exactly. are just telling us where we're at. Exactly. It's our gauge. What are your thoughts telling you half the time? Bullshit. Yep. Just a story. Just yeah. whatever story you They're had filling written. in the blanks with my story. Exactly. Exactly. So you can understand why thoughts and feelings don't really factor into this new 5D relationship paradigm. So it was kind of like earlier when you were saying to me, in the moment when you were lying next to the person, you just knew. You had this knowing and being with them, something felt real. You didn't even need to question it. You just accepted it for as it was in that moment and it felt really good. And that's really what 5D relationships are. Now, do not confuse 5D relationships and this new relationship paradigm with... Situationships. Have, well, not just situationships, but, oh, the moment I can be with somebody and it feel this good, even for a night, this means that they are the one for me. Mm. But so what so, does it mean? It means that you have found a good match. Energetically speaking and vibrationally speaking, when we can really be with somebody in that kind of moment, there's a nice fit there. Now, does that mean that they fit our lives 100% and that makes them solid partnership material? That you have to answer based on how you experience them in the real world. They're not separate things, but they are distinct. Because the more we know ourselves, the more connected we are with ourselves, the more we've done all that work that you've done in terms of dealing with our karmic shit, breaking out of our karmic loops, healing our stories 
the more we are going to attract people of our similar vibration. It's just energy, right? So it might be that you're going to encounter a certain number of potentials where you're just going to be like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody seems like a possibility and you'll still be you, which is why. Because you have such a profound sense of your own identity, of your own worth, of your purpose, that now when you encounter and experience these guys, it's an entirely different playing field, isn't it? Because when you are connected to your divinity, love is a given. Because you embody love. You are love. So love is not something to be attained, as we defined it already, right? Mm. Love is the act of shining your light for others to see. And that's all really interesting. And mm-hmm. I, and I, But what I struggle with is... I love it. That's all real interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, but I have to say that even though I wasn't experiencing any of those things, is that how can you tell, and this is, I think, something we've skirted around, but how can you tell when, when you are in a new kind of paradigm relationship where... There are no more rules and it really just is about being with the other person and just seeing how far you connect mm-hmm. and being in a situationship or being taken for granted or a manipulation or tests or all the other bullshit. Like, how can you tell the difference? <clears throat> how do you know the difference? How much can you count on them to be there for you when you need them? And how able are you to be able to express that you do when you do need them? Does that make sense? Because if you feel comfortable enough to feel vulnerable enough to express your needs can we rely on each other will you have my back will you have my back the way i will have yours it can be as simple as that and because again we're and to make that distinction we're not looking for trauma bonding it's not about emotional neediness no it's just can we rely on each other sometimes? It's almost like what you would do with a friend or what a, do, what a friend well, might that's what do I was gonna for say. you. It feels like a friend, yeah. It is. But the difference being is that you're not contracted necessarily for friendship. You're contracted for partnership. And 5D, oneness consciousness, is all about purpose. And not just our living our purpose, but how purposeful everything is right down to our relationship. So when we talk about this new paradigm, this new energy, it's really this place where there are no more rules of the shoulds and the woulds. And it's not like... He has to text first. She has. There's no more pursuing pursuer. It's just two people. Oh God, yeah. No. Like basically, friends, friends who fuck, but with with more of a bond than that. Well, with great integrity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because you know the friends with benefits and situations and all no, that. There's no integrity. I mean. Yeah, but yeah. And that's not what I mean. I mean, right. as in you are you are you are genuinely good friends, and that aspect is part of your relationship. There is a shared mutual respect. Yeah. And that is very important. That the respect exists because when respect is in place, it means that everybody is operating with integrity. How can you tell if you're in respect? I mean, you know you have self-respect when you have appropriate and realistic boundaries, not bullshit boundaries. You know, like, can't do that shit to me. You know, that's not a real boundary. That's just, that's having your guard up, right? That's a protective ego thing. But by respect, it's really the like, I will not compromise my standard. I will not compromise my values. I will not compromise who I am so that you will be in my life. I want something that mm. I don't know. I know yeah. the shit of relationships. You know, I've done all the things and all the episodes that we've spoken about. I've experienced all like the dark side of relationships in many different ways. So if I was to stick in the parts that I know of relationship, I'm never going to experience what I desire because... I don't know that, right? To an mm-hmm. extent. I don't know yeah. what it feels like to be holy me because I've never been holy me. I don't know what it's like to be loved as holy me because I've never been holy me, you know? So <laughs> yeah. I can't be navigating my current 
relationship world from a place of what I knew because what I knew is what I don't want. Mm -hmm. And it's really for me as simple as that. If I want something new, I've got to be prepared to swim in new water. Absolutely. And just jump right in. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.